This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. The book of Acts, thank you, Eddie. Taking your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. Acts, chapter number 2, we'll move quickly into our message time. We're starting a new series today. We're starting a new series, and the series title is actually words right out of Acts, chapter number 2. Verses 12 through 16, and I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize those words right when we get to them and I read them. So Acts 2 verse 12, let's move quickly. Here we go. This, you got to know the context of what's happening. This is the moment in Scripture where the Holy Spirit is being poured out. So this is the context, the Holy Spirit's being poured out. And there were some that were there to see it and witness it. They were there, those there that experienced it. And and this is kind of their response to what they were seeing and hearing. And this is how it went. They were amazed and perplexed. And so they began to ask one another, "What, what is this? What does this mean? Well, some, some chose this. They made fun of them. And they said, well, I can tell you, man, these people are acting so crazy. They, it looks like they've had too much to drink. Well, Peter then heard that. Peter heard what these people were saying, what was happening. And Peter stood up and he said with the other 11 disciples, he said, hey, fellow Jews and everyone else that's here in Jerusalem, let me explain what's happening. That is a critical word. There's a lot in the Word of God that can, can, we can have a little bit more explanation of. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I'm saying, Peter says. These people are not drunk as you think they are, as you suppose. And then he says these words, and this is where I'm going in my series this month. No, this, this that you're seeing... This is, not, this is not that. This, this is not drunk people. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Did you catch the phrase? This, this experience that you're witnessing, this is not that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In other words, the preacher that day, Peter, his job was to give a little bit more understanding and clarity to what looked as though maybe confusing to others. His job was to take something kind of complex and and, and difficult to understand and and make it presentable and understandable. So I think that there's several things in the Christian church that needs just a little bit more explaining to a lot of us that that are new in our faith and a lot of us that might even have been in a particular church for a long time and still doesn't really understand much about the topic. Here's, here's what I want to do. I want to take a few services and tell you what the that is. Because this is something special. And it's not that. It's, it's, this is that. So this Wednesday night is first Wednesday. And we're going to have an extended time of worship And I'm going to be teaching for a brief moment in that service Wednesday on praise and worship. Because I think that a lot of people assume that praise and worship 
is what we, what we enjoyed this morning, meaning that you were here in a church service where there was praise and worship music being played and, and, and being experienced. There's a difference of just hearing praise and worship songs and praising and worshiping. So I'm going to give you a little context about that Wednesday. Now next Sunday, we're going to dig deep. Next Sunday, we're going to dig deep because we're going to talk about the word healing. A lot of folks don't even, they're not sure to even pray about healing. They're, they're not sure, does God heal? Was that just limited in scripture? Does God really heal today? I've heard stories about it, but I've never been around it. I want to I help some of you understand that God is a healer. And he does heal. And I'm not just going to just tell you that. I want to help you in scripture. And then the final Sunday for me, it's the, it's the fourth Sunday of the month. My final message for you, uh, the third Sunday of the month rather. My final message for you is a word that turns a lot of people off real quick. It even turns me off to preach about it. But I, but I know now from study that it's of God and the word is prosperity. Now, as soon as I know, I know as soon as I hear the word, I feel like you're going to take a whole Sunday and talk about making money. No, I'm going to take a whole Sunday and talk about God's view and God's plan and desire for your life is for you to be prosperous in a biblical way. And I want to show you what that means. But today, today's going to be pretty awesome because it's right in my wheelhouse. I love to talk about it. And that is, I want to let you in on what the Spirit-led life, what that really is. Now, before I get there, some of you were not here the last Sunday of January. The last Sunday of January, I took the entire day and I preached along the Spirit-filled life. Now, you might say, aren't, aren't those the same thing, spirit-filled, spirit-led? Actually, they're not. And, and that was a, a message that I highly recommend you going and listening to, the spirit-filled life. Because I believe that the perfect plan of God for all humanity is for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with it. In that message, I, I took my liberty of time. And I even focused on the controversial uh, subject matter with a lot of people concerning speaking in tongues. And I tried my best to even give you a little bit more info on that. I was so proud of this service. There were 87 people that said, hey, I've, I've never, I, I don't know much about being spirit-filled and I want it. So I'm praying that over the last several weeks that you received the messages that I've sent you through your email and I hope that you've been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe it's the empowerment and the plan for all of us. So where am I going today? Well, there's got to have to be a result of being filled with the Spirit. What is that result? Well, it's being led of the Spirit. And that's where we're going to spend a few minutes today. The Spirit-led life. Everyone has their favorite go-to food. Anybody like Mexican food? <clears throat> Anybody? Uh, I might be alone on this. Uh, I, 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 there might be a handful. Anybody like Cajun or Creole food? I knew I was amongst friends. Uh, I, I knew I was amongst the saved. <laughs> Anybody like Southern comfort food? 
Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, those are my top three. If you invite me out, if you go those top three, you and I are going to get along well. I will beat you to your own kitchen table if you tell me those three options are on the table. But I don't do Chinese food. Don't throw a noodle at me. Keep your chopsticks to yourself. I don't do Chinese food. And I remember the time Denora, I remember the time Denora was like, baby, I really want you to try hibachi. I said, I don't do Chinese food. Just, just hang in there with me. She said, no, I want you to try hibachi. I don't do Chinese food. You know I don't do Chinese food. It's either divorce or Chinese food. Which one do you want? <laughs> I don't do Chinese food. You know I don't do Chinese food. Baby, I want you to try hibachi. And after just, just I mean, she just beat me down. And she, and she begged and pleaded. And I finally gave in. And then I learned that hibachi's not, it's not Chinese food. And I also learned that I love hibachi. So the lesson is, Sometimes we naturally want to reject something that we just don't know enough about. And if we just kind of learned a little bit about it, we might find out that it's the best thing going. The spirit-led life oftentimes is treated like I treat Chinese food. And we assume it's one thing when in reality the spirit-led life is completely biblically sound. And it is, it is the difference maker for the believer. So if you're a Christian and you love Jesus and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, but yet you just keep hitting a ceiling in your faith and you keep struggling in so many different ways, I'm telling you, I know what you need. It's the same thing Peter tried to tell them. Whatever you thought the Spirit-led life was, that wasn't it. This is that. So what is it? First of all, the closest word that you can find in, in the Greek and in, in any, any lexicon that you can go by, the closest word for the Spirit of God is pneuma. It's like fresh air. If you want to know what the Holy Spirit's like, it's wind in your sails. It's, it's the fuel in your tank. That propels you. You can't do life without it. It is the difference maker. The Holy Spirit are these few things. These are in your notes on your app. Some of you are taking notes with pen and paper. And I love that. I encourage it. The Holy Spirit is an inner voice. It's an inner voice. If you really want a cool conversation in Scripture, read John 14, 15, 16. John 14, 15, 16 is, without question, Jesus, his greatest teachings concerning the coming of the Holy Spirit. And John uh, 16 and 8 says, when he comes, the Spirit of God, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict. Everyone say the word convict. The world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. I emphasize the word conviction every time I speak to people because the enemy in the world, the devil wants to condemn you and make you feel like a scumbag. The devil loves to make you feel bad about every bad decision you've made. The Holy Spirit's not interested in making you feel bad. The Holy Spirit's interested in making you see the better choice. 
So the Holy Spirit will convict you, make you, make you, make you second guess, should I go there? Or should I say that? Or should I think on this? The Holy Spirit's saying, hey, I, I wouldn't do that. How about doing this instead? Whereas the enemy of your life, condemnation, and the judgment of the, of the enemy in your life would say, you are a filthy scumbag for thinking this way. And it just drops you and it just leaves you feeling the burden of your sin and mistake. Where the Holy Spirit says, hey, listen to me. There's a better way. Come with me and, and, and listen, to my inner vo- listen to the inner voice within you and let me help you along the way. But it's not just an inner voice. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. It wants to teach you. Teach me what? Well, John 14 and verse 26 says, The counselor, the one with the answers. Did you catch that? The one we seek advice from. The counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things, the Bible says, and remind you of everything that I have said. 1 John chapter 2 Verse 27, reading out of the New Living Translation says it best. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. I was blown away this past Monday night. I was with a group of our elders of our church, and we were meeting on, on, on a whole different subject matter. But before everybody convened, uh, a few of us were standing out in the lobby just chit-chatting. And I was so encouraged by, by two particular men in our congregation that I have respect for. They're older than me. They're much, much, much smarter than me. Uh, one's by the name of Jerry Downs, and the other is Gordon Patton. And these men are just salt-of-the-earth leaders in our community. And they said something interesting to me. They said, it blows my mind. I've lived for God for these many years. I've gone to church for this long. But it seems like every Sunday when I come to this church... You say exactly what I need to know. Now, here's the catch. I wanted so badly to say, that's right. You know it. That's right. But I know that I haven't said one thing they need to know. The Holy Spirit has. Because this is how it works, everybody. The Bible clearly teaches that people come to faith in Christ by the hearing and the hearing of the Word of God. And while I'm preaching the Word of God, your faith is increasing. And while your faith is increasing, you're starting to take all the limits off of God. And when God sees a person that has no limitations, that they've, that they've taken the lid off, and they've postured themselves to receive, the Holy Spirit says, hey, Tommy, thanks. You did a great job, but let me take over. And the Holy Spirit just dives right in and connects dots Brother Sam Perry, it's been so bad before someone has literally stopped me on a Sunday right here in the altar and said, oh my gosh, man, you remember when you were preaching just a while ago, like 15 minutes ago, and, and you were saying this, and you, and you remember you told that story about this and, and that, and I'm looking at them thinking, I, I didn't say that. That's not in my sermon notes. I didn't tell that story. I never once read that scripture, and it's hitting me. Holy Spirit took over in their life. And started speaking and teaching them based on the need they had. In other words, while people are preaching, while I'm preaching, and while other preachers are preaching, while mom is doing a devotional with her children, while Pastor Catherine is teaching at Calvary's Kids, believe it or not, while the word of God is being shared, 
the Holy Spirit can say things as an inner voice and as a teacher that the speaker's never even saying. Somebody say amen. <laughs> it's, I told this funny, funny joke in the first service in that congregation. They about fell out of the pew laughing on it. It's, it's kind of like, have you ever wondered, what was that I just heard? What did I just hear? It's like the old man, he's, he's in his young 80s, widow, been alone for years, and he's walking down the dirt road all by himself, minding his own business, and he hears something. He hears a voice say, hey, good looking. Like, man, I am 80 years old, and I'm on a dirt road all by myself, and I just heard, hey, good looking, you've got to be kidding me. And he hears it again, hey, over here, good looking. He's like, you're not be joking me. And he looks down, and there's a little frog. And he leans down, and he picks that little frog up, and he says, was that you? And the little frog said, oh, yeah, how you doing, good looking? And the man goes, you got to be kidding me. This frog is talking to me. Nobody's here to believe this. And the frog says, if you'll kiss me, I'll be a young, beautiful lady, and, and we can just have a great life together. And he's just staring at that frog. And he takes his shirt pocket out, and he puts that little frog in his pocket. And the frog says, are you, are, are you not going to kiss me? And the man says, sweetheart, I'm in my young 80s. I just soon to have a talking frog. First service really loved it. <clears throat> Check it out, everybody. Sometimes you wonder, what am I hearing? Where did I hear that? Well, let me tell you what you're hearing. Fourthly, the Holy Spirit's not just an inner voice and a teacher, but the uh, thirdly, rather, the Holy Spirit is your guide. It's inside, working from the inside out, guiding you. Here's how the Bible says it in Isaiah, Old Testament prophet, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Again, remember, what are we talking about? Once your spirit filled, you have access to being spirit led. And a lot of people love the idea of being spirit filled. They love that upper room baptism. Here's the beautiful thing that's available to all of us that have been to the upper room. You can't access this without going into the upper room. But once you come out of it, you have access to being spirit-led. In other words, you have, fourth and finally, a friend, a best friend. This is how the Bible puts it. The Bible puts it in John 14 and verse 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor, parakletos. That means the one that's called along the side of you to help you. And an illustration of that is, Chloe, if you and I were walking down the road together and I came upon something very heavy and I was trying my best to lift it, if you were my friend, you would get the other side of it and lift it. Guess what? The Holy Spirit wants to walk beside you lifting the other side of every heavy and tough thing you deal with. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the spirit-led life. So, Pastor Tommy, how does it happen? By praying three prayers. And we're up against the time. I'm going to give it to you quickly, but then we're going to have a little time together to pray these prayer, prayers rather in the altar. 
Here's the three things you need to pray for. First and foremost, you need to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Baptize me in the Spirit. Fill my life. Fill me to capacity. Let me overflow with your empowerment. Holy Spirit, fill me. Ephesians 5 verse 18. Don't get drunk on wine. That's going to lead to bad choices. Instead, be filled in the, with the Spirit. That's where things change. Second thing to pray for. Jeff, if you'll come help me today. The second thing to pray for is Holy Spirit. Fill me, but also show me. Show me what? Show me what I can't see. How many of you got caught in that fog last week driving? Y'all need to get out more. It was pretty bad. I was taking my two kids to school, and we're coming around this big curve, and I got one kid, you know, she thinks she's the parent. And um, she was like, speed up, speed up. We're, we're running late. Speed up. Hurry, speed up. You need to hurry. Speed up. Well, hurry. I'm like, get out of the car and walk I said I can't speed up because there's things I cannot see it's foggy if I speed up we're all dying some of you are trying to advance your life and there's things in this world that you're just not seeing you need to pray this prayer Holy Spirit, show me what I can't see. Show me the relationships I should not be in. Show me the business transactions I should not agree to. Show me, Lord, is this the house that we need to buy? We're in the need of buying a home, and we've got these three options of these homes. Which, which house should I buy? I've got these, this interview today and that interview tomorrow. God, I need you to show me which job I need to take. You really pray over stuff like that? Absolutely. I'm so bad. I'm so much on the Holy Ghost Kool-Aid, so to speak. I don't meet with people without asking. Holy Ghost, show me in this conversation what I don't see. Holy Ghost, I'm about to get on a phone call. It might be a contentious call or it might be a, it might be a struggle of a phone call. Holy Ghost, I need you to show me what, I don't, what I'm not seeing. I need you to reveal some things to me. Well, that's because you're a pastor. No, it's because I'm human. And I need the Holy Spirit to lead me. Well, I don't, I, you know, that's one thing that I don't care about with you Holy Ghost people. Because sometimes people with the Holy Spirit carry themselves like they're, that they're better than others. Like, you know, they're better than because they, listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than any of you. The Holy Spirit makes me better than me. It helps me. It doesn't elevate me over you. It elevates me over my natural flesh tendency. <laughs> I saw a hilarious social media post from a fabulous female preacher named Christine Kane. <laughs> Some of y'all saw it on social media. Somebody said to Christine Kane, do I have to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? And she said, you need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. Why? Because it's my inner voice. It's my teacher. He's my guide. He's my friend. Why would I want to do life without the Holy Spirit? Why would I want to advance my life without consulting Him and allowing Him to lead me and help me? 
So, what am, I, what am I asking you to pray? Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, show me. Third and final prayer. This is the big one. Everybody in this room, you got to get this. This is what you got to pray, man. This is what you got to pray. You have to say this out loud in your faith to heaven. Holy Spirit, change me. Change me. Change me. Change me. From the inside out, change me. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 through 18. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Somebody say freedom. Somebody shout freedom. There's freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed. More and more like Him as we are changed. If we're going to be like Him, we have to change. Because in and of itself, we are nothing like the Lord. <laughs> we're His creation. But because of the dispensation and because of sin and iniquity, we're born like this. We're, we're, we have to have a Lord and a Savior. Here's the difference. A lot of people want Him to save them, but very few people are willing to make Him Lord. Because Lordship means we have to come under His alignment. We love the idea. Would not... Would every church in America not have to have seats for a million each if the gospel said, I'll save you, but you never have to be different than how you are? That'd be the greatest thing since electricity, man. Or plumbing. White bread, sliced bread, you, name it. you know what I'm saying. Be the greatest thing ever. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches you come unto him by faith and his grace to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. But the Bible teaches very clearly, once that happens, you work from that place in your salvation. You don't work for it, but you work from your place of salvation, allowing the Holy Ghost to empower you to change, to set yourself free, to have chains broken off of your life, issues broken off of your life, addictions broken off of your life. I'm going to be very bold here, and I don't mean it in any offensive way, but if you've ever given your heart to Jesus by a simple prayer of confession, of which I believe in, but if that's as far as you went in Jesus, the reason you're still hung up on a lot of stuff is because that's as far as you went with Jesus. Holy Spirit, man, wants to set you free, man. Wants to change you. You can be spirit-filled. And that unlocks the door to being spirit-led. Stay with me.